24th June 2022. Welcome to the podium. The podium is our current affairs flagship program on policy, strategy, and good governance. And then today being Friday is NIL Post Day where we discuss Nigeria in numbers and in figures. Well, it's a, it's a wet Friday morning. If you're driving, please be careful on the wheels. Don't be reckless. Okay, if you can see clearly, advice you just pull over and um, allow the rain to subside then you can continue with your journey better to be late than be referred to as the late and um, and it is weekend some people want to try their prowess on the wheels we don't advise you to do that we don't advise you to do that it's not a time to test your tire or test your brake I want to know if your car is in good shape Please drive carefully. All right. Um, today, Friday, we'll be looking at drug abuse. Uh, lately, the trend has not been encouraging. The new trend is really devastating. As a matter of fact, there is a push by NDLE demanding that um, even core members be tested before they're admitted in camp. Initially, they started with um, politicians saying they need to test our politicians, our leaders, you know, before they assume any office. Now they've raised the bar and they're demanding that before core members are admitted into camp, they should undergo drug tests. The rate at which um, our youths, not just our youths, Nigerians are consuming drugs is alarming and is not good for us. Don't forget also that the state of our, our mental health is really important. Some people are beginning to lose it and um, in order to just put their heads together, the resort to drugs taken, uh, which is really, really bad and not encouraging. We discourage that in its entirety on this platform. And I'm not surprised that um, we're having this poll come up at this point in time. And they said, in your opinion, how prevalent is drug and substance abuse? Before we go on, uh, probably because of the rain, we're still expecting our guest who will be joining us um, any moment from now. I uh, said, in your opinion, how prevalent is drug and substance abuse in Nigeria? 71% of adult Nigerians say drug abuse is very prevalent in Nigeria. Now you see it, 21% of adult Nigerians say um, drug abuse is somewhat prevalent in Nigeria. And then 7% of adult Nigerians say drug abuse is somewhat not prevalent in Nigeria, while 1% of adult Nigerians say drug abuse is not prevalent in Nigeria. So if we bring 71 and 21 together, 20 plus 70, that's 90. 1 plus 1, 2. It means 92%. Because if you say 21% of adult Nigerians say abuse is somewhat not prevalent in between. So we can actually merge it together and we're having 92% of Nigerians saying that this is prevalent, which means that um, out of 10 Nigerians, 9, 9 of them abuse drugs or they take drugs. That's the meaning. If you look at these um, statistics we're having here now, and um, North Central, 70%. And then northeast, they're saying this is prevalent. 70% percent 
and then northeast 69%, northwest 66%, southeast 73%, south south 80%, while southwest we are having 75%. The governor of Ondo State, he's a son, Rotimi Akiradolu, has been pushing for you know the legalization of you no know, cannabis sativa in Nigeria. I'm just trying to bring things side by side for us so we can actually lay our hands when we're making a point. When you're having Southwest having 75%, there is a governor there pushing that um, we'll make cannabis sativa legal in this country. As a matter of fact, there have been raids upon raids upon raids upon raids in that part of the country where some farms have been burnt by the NDLEA. And he has been pushed for a bill saying, let's legalize cannabis sativa in the country. And then, still on it, uh, what drugs or substance is mostly abused in Nigeria? 41% say marijuana, 22% codeine, 17% alcohol, 16% prescription drugs, 27% orders. Among what age group do you believe drug and substance abuse is most common? Um, 0 to 4, 5%. 15 to 18, 40%. 19 to 29, 48%. 30 to 44, 5%. Why 45 to 59, 2%. What do you think should be done to reduce the incidence of drug abuse in Nigeria, 41% create more jobs, um, 30% awareness on the effect of drug abuse, 19% ban sale of illegal drugs, 19% enact and enforce strict legislation, 16% government should improve the economy, 17% others. Well, Patricia, good morning to you. Patricia is from NOI Pools. Good to have you this morning. Quite an interesting topic, I must say. Yeah, it is. It's alarming and disturbing at the same time. Very. very, very disturbing. So the International Day Against um, Drug and Illicit Trafficking is marked um, on the 26th of June every year to create awareness and strengthen efforts in achieving a world free of drug abuse. So here's the thing. Um, what's drug abuse? Drug abuse is the excessive use of drugs for purposes other than those which they are meant for and much so to say that these drugs and substances when taken they affect the mental processes that's one's perception consciousness cognition mood and emotions and these drugs could be illegal drugs it could be excessive use of prescription drugs it could be excessive use of over-the-counter drugs in excessive um, amounts so according to the united nations office on drugs and crime 2021 report and 275 million people use drugs worldwide and 36 million people suffer from drug use disorder similarly in nigeria alone according to 2018 national drug use survey there were around 14.3 million drug users which 3 million of that 14.3 suffered from a drug use disorder at the time in a new view of the international day for drug and illicit trafficking ni post decided to conduct a survey to get the views and opinions of nigerians generally on how prevalent they think drug and substance abuse is in nigeria what are some of the drugs and substances they feel or they know to be mostly abused in nigeria within what age group and what they feel can be done 
to address this issue or to even manage and curb the menace of drug and substance abuse in Nigeria. And we had started off to get the awareness on the, uh, the prevalence, the rate of drug and substance abuse in Nigeria. And findings, our findings revealed that 92% of adult Nigerians polled nationwide stated and attested that drug abuse and substance abuse is prevalent in Nigeria. 8% on the other hand stated that drug abuse is not prevalent. So when we look at the proportion of Nigerians who stated that drug abuse is prevalent, when we break it down, we had 21% who said drug abuse is somewhat prevalent and 71% who stated drug abuse is very prevalent. Aggregated together, that's what is giving us 92% of the majority of Nigerians stating that drug abuse is prevalent. And it was interesting to also see that across geopolitical zones, it cuts across all geopolitical zones. Respondents across all geopolitical zones agreed and attested that indeed drug and substance abuse in Nigeria is very prevalent. When we also look at the age group of Nigerians who had stated that drug abuse is very prevalent, it also cuts across all age groups who also admitted or who attested that drug abuse is indeed prevalent in Nigeria. However, 95% of Nigerians within that age group, 36 to 60, affirmed that drug abuse is very prevalent in Nigeria. So we further went on to ask, okay, what drugs and substances are mostly abused in Nigeria that you believe or perceive is mostly abused in Nigeria? And we had 41% who had stated that marijuana is the most abused drug in Nigeria. We had 22% who had stated codeine. We had 17% who said alcohol as a drug or substance that is mostly abused in Nigeria. We also had 16% who said prescription drugs. We had 12% who stated tobacco, amongst other drugs that they feel is being abused or mostly abused in Nigeria. And it was interesting to find out that um, respondents from the Northwest region, 30%, had more respondents with the assertion that um, codeine is mostly abused in Nigeria. So we also asked respondents, okay, these are the drugs that are being abused. What age group do you believe um, abuse drug and substances the most? Like, what age group is it very common with? And respondents cited people who abuse drugs mostly are within the age group of 15 to 29 years of age. Those were the age groups that came up tops. So respondents had stated that Nigerians within the age group of 15 to 29 years accounted the proportion of those who abuse drugs mostly. So when we look at the breakdown, we had 40% of Nigerians who said those within the age group of 15 to 18 years are those who abuse drugs more. We had respondents, 48%, who had said those within 19 to 29 years of age are those who abuse drugs. So then further down the poll, we had also asked what are the causes of drug and substance abuse and then the top reasons why they believe that people abuse drugs we had peer pressure 33 percent stated peer pressure we had um, unemployment as well and we had 26 percent who said parental neglect so these were the top three factors responsible for drug abuse in nigeria and when we look at in terms of um, geopolitical zones, for those who had stated peer pressure is the real reason why most people abuse drugs and substances, the Southeast accounted the highest proportion who said peer pressure is the reason why we have most people abuse and take um, drug, yes, take drugs, um, substances. So we also went on to find, okay, 
how do we manage how do we curb what suggestions do you have on ways to curb um, incidents of drug abuse in nigeria and the top three um solutions that nigerians cited were create more jobs 41 percent said oh when you create more jobs we are able to reduce the incidence of drug and substance abuse in nigeria we also had 30 percent who had suggested or who said create awareness on the effects of drug and substance abuse to reduce the menace in nigeria we also had 19 percent who said ban sales of illegal drugs in nigeria so these are some of the key findings from uh drug abuse poll thank you very much um, um patricia well like i told us we're having a guest also who is um, a licensed clinical psychologist and um, psychotherapist ayo ajayibe is from mind heaven home of licensed psychologist good morning to you ayo good morning everyone. i see you laughed did i mother the name <laughs> Uh, no, you did well. I At tried. Least you're very close to it. <laughs> Correct me, please. Um, Ajayigbe. Ajayigbe. Yes. Okay. Well, um, Ayo is a psychologist and also a psychotherapist. Yeah. Ayo, well, as a professional in this field, we have 71% of Nigerians saying that um, drug abuse is very prevalent and um, 21% saying um, somewhat. So, if we put it plus minus as about 92% of Nigerians saying that um, you know the abuse of drugs in Nigeria is very prevalent we now take a look at the categories now 60 to 65 percent of the population made up of youths put all of these um, together what's your take on it thank you so much um i was following what you said earlier and i actually like the parts where you did the addition that got us the 92 percent let's just maybe people may not understand what we meant or what we really mean by the 92 percent imagine that 92 percent of nigeria were infected with covid you know, and they were they really experienced severe symptoms you know what that would mean you know if you are saying that nigeria is more than at least 160 million imagine that 92 percent of that population were infected with covid so the same thing we are trying to say here that in the aspect of drug abuse it is already a pandemic that no one or let me not say no one that we are not giving enough attention to it anywhere in nigeria name that state everywhere in nigeria you find one substance or the other the only difference is that you may not find some a particular type of substance here you may find a particular type of substance in this area more than the other area but it is a serious issue that we need to look into and uh, looking at the youth population just like you mentioned if we say something is between a certain percentage and at the top uh level is 65 percent it means that also the most expectedly the most active minds in nigeria which are supposed to be the youth is also uh, the majority of this group of people are also being you know affected by this particular issue which is drug abuse and illicit trafficking so it's it becomes something serious that we need to look into and i also listened to you um you know talking about the legalization of um uh, weed in certain areas in in the country um we try as a lot we, we do a lot of uh 
looking into or i don't want to use the word copy what other people are saying and even if you drop every other factors do we have the actual or adequate healthcare system in the country to take care of the possible negative impact and the impact of this substance being abused or this particular substance that people or some group of people are saying they should legalize so we are facing a severe problem in the country how many neuropsychiatric hospitals do we have in nigeria that have rehabilitations how many private rehabilitations do we have in that part of the country that are ready to take care of the negative impact of the substances how many public hospitals have psychiatric ward or have rehabilitation centers in all the state that are ready to take care of those programs now good you mentioned that i'm glad you're listening while driving yes. to the station um lately NDLA have actually been crying as a matter of fact at some point they say before you occupy any position in the country you must you should undergo you know tests exactly although their elites did not see that okay it wasn't comfortable with them but if it had gotten to the point that NDLA and agents in the country can actually come out to say before you get any political office you should be tested what does that imply it means that uh first let's appreciate the ndla for the great work they've been doing over the years and most especially recently it means they also now know the impact of the substances on decision making so if you're expected to take a public position where you are taking decisions or representing millions of people then we need those individual or group of individuals to be with a sound mind you know to so we make sure that this decision being made are not are not impulsive are not influenced by any artificial or other external factors recently um uh, ndla had a partnership with one of our uh, organization uh primly services where they are even trying to uh have a call center where they are trying to make sure that people that even got and uh, that, that are positive to this they can also get help you know not just that we just we just want to test you there is help available so i really appreciate what ndla is doing in this aspect so what it means is we are not saying we don't want you to rule but are you sound enough or you don't want you to lead but are you sound enough mentally to be able to make the right decision the most uh let me let me let me say that the most uh neg the, the, the substance that people look take with levity is marijuana and that's why uh based on the research says that 41 percent right if mm. i'm right yeah. takes marijuana now marijuana someone can be taking marijuana for 20 years and you would think life is good but marijuana is the kind of substance that affects your reasoning, thinking, emotion, thought process gradually without your consent. So you don't even know your choice of food, your choice of uh, uh, the state where you even want to live, academics, the group of friends. It influences everything that you do, but you don't know. It's not about you taking substance and it affects your you know, reality where people say, oh, this person has... Uh, let, permit me to use the word crazy, turn crazy, and the person is walking on the street. No. A lot of people are critically being influenced by marijuana and they're not doing anything. And they don't know that they are being influenced by it. Marriages crashes, homes crashes, buses are 
bringing out wrong uh, directives to their staffs. Staffs are not able to perform very well. So when NDLEA says that everybody coming to public office needs to do uh, uh, a form of drug test, I think they are also trying to safeguard the life of all Nigerians and the future of Nigerians. Now, let's um, drive it a bit deeper now. This is one angle to it. Exactly. Could it also mean that some of our leaders abuse these drugs? It's possible. Because for NDLA to insist on having our leaders go through tests before they can assume any position, it could also mean that um, some of them, some of them act under the influence of some of these substances. All right. Um, for that, let's go back to our statistics. And I appreciate Henry for the great job over the years that they've been doing in terms of research and bringing all those numbers to our face for us to know how severe issues are. If you say 92% of Nigerians have taken or are abusing one or other type of substance, 92%. It means even students, unemployed, employed government officials non-government officials private individuals and private institutions are probably using one or other types of substances now what i think what nla is trying to say there everybody in government they are human being everybody in in you know leading positions they are human being and sometimes as human being we can be stressed Sometimes, as you might be maybe going through issues, rather than resolving those issues, maybe seeing a psychologist, which is very, very confidential, or trying to find better ways to deal with it, we resolve to temporary measures to deal with it. I was looking at, I was watching the primary over some weeks ago, and some were saying they were unable to sleep for five days, they've not slept for three days or some days. And I was wondering, how have you been coping? Majority of them may have been using a lot of coffee which is caffeine on its own, which is not really healthy for most people. Mm -hmm. So what are we saying? So I think what NDLA is trying to say is some government officials may be using and, you know, some may not be using. But if they are using, we want to know who is and who is not and provide help for them. You know, lately we had a case of a DCP, of course you're aware of it, who was caught in possession of some of these drugs. And of course we know he's a force, a law enforcement agent, or officer who is supposed to protect the law and um, speak against this. And if we find that amongst our security agencies, can we also imply that um, some of the actions that we see some of our security agencies take could be under some sort of influence? Uh, I think that actually shows that uh, NOI, NDLEA, rehabilitation centers, uh, mental health facilities in Abuja or in other parts of the country, are really doing a good job and we also appreciate the uh, you know uh, uh the government or the police for actually bringing this out so if we have officials under the influence it means that definitely i can be harassed even when i'm doing the right thing it means that a lot of things are not safe in the on the street if a particular officer is under the influence which we've seen so it means that NDLA probably need to go ahead further 
after listening or getting the report or the findings of NOI, knowing that, okay, if more than 65% of Nigerian youth, or up to 65%, let me say that, abuse substance, if more than 92% says that they are, you know, believe that one or two substances have been abused, then it means that NDLA should go ahead. And also, if you can clear the government agents, guiding, making laws, making rules, uh, 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 making the rules, enacting the rules, and uh, guiding the rules, then it means that it, Nigeria will be better and safer. Like, Let like me I even said. ask you, as a psychologist, how often do Nigerians visit a psychologist? Thank you. Um, I will make reference to, uh, I think I heard you read a, uh, some numbers out from 2018, and I was like, yeah. oh, that must have been, if, if we have a current research now, I believe that that figure would have, <laughs> would have skyrocketed, yes. you know, be more than that. And on the flip side of it, um, on a daily basis, Holy Prime, we have uh, a lot of people now coming in for uh, therapy because uh, the numbers, the statistics that we have, you know, when we started is different from the statistics that we have now. So it means that people are getting mentally aware and it is a confidential uh, kind of uh, therapeutic sessions so people on their own are coming or out speaking of not just for substance related issue but other mental health related issue that the substance may have you know uh precipitated or that may have all that may also be precipitating the substance use so people are coming out more and we appreciate people for coming out and we also still hope that more people will know that it is not about what people will say it is about looking after my own mental health well, we need to take a quick break now and go pay some bills. When we come back, we'll continue with the discussion. Stay changed and go nowhere, would ya? Welcome back. It's to the podium. Our current first flagship program of policy, strategy, and good governance. And you know more family of Dark Radio Radio 145. In case you're just tuning in, my name is Peniel. Peniel Diana. And today we're looking at um, drug abuse. The effect, uh, the negatives, definitely is always on the high side. And um, I have... Um, Patricia Bassi from NIA Post, good to have you back. Thank you for having me. And also Ayo Ajayigbe. Thanks for having me. You, you're, you're getting closer now. Thank you so much. <laughs> I keep getting closer. Right? <laughs> All right, yeah, to be part of this um, conversation is 0909435015 or 081-0092-1367. Uh, we'll just um, entertain maybe two, three calls and now we'll come back to Ayo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning, Ambassador Penny. A very good morning to you, sir. Thank you, my... That's your guest in the studio. Okay. You see, we're talking about drug abuse. Yes, please. Uh, there are so many abuse around us now. We have uh, fall abuse, <laughs> you know, security abuse, education abuse, road abuse, food abuse. In fact, many abuse around us because you have a vulnerable ground. If your 
you cannot engage and the room taking the money, the the idols, and we are hearing seventy thousand good workers on the pay on the payroll right yes. What are we talking about? Are you not creating that environment for lawlessness uh, and the lukewarmness and all of that? We need to our strike is not ready at the moment. The society encourages EUs. We need to start rebuilding our moral value system. Value has decay. As far as I'm concerned, value these days, money has replaced value. You can buy content, you can buy people, you can hire people, can give you know people can be hired. Hello. And they see we see we need to go back to building moral system, starting from the family level. And the government that can encourage what we are building must be put in place. We need leadership is not a joke. We need to start, we need to tackle the leadership. So that if the leadership stands well, whatever moral value system you get from family level, it will have respect, it will be sustained. But as they are starting right now, it's vulnerable, it's porous, it's open to anything. There are a lot of abuse, well abuse, go to Abuja, go to the heart of Nigeria. People have jerry and gallons. Fuel abuse everywhere. There's no, in front of religion, go to force headquarters, there are everywhere. They are running up and down with fuel. Okay, well, um, he said something very, you know, striking there. He talked about morals and, um, Proof has shown that this issue of abuse is not just restricted to one class of people. It cuts across all classes. Okay, so it has nothing to do with background anymore. And um, which means the issue of morality comes into play. But beyond it now, I didn't even see... Now, people even sniff pit toilets. I don't know if you're aware of that. People sniff it. People sniff petrol. You know, different things. People go to gutter and sniff it. If you, from the north, if you've been there, you see a lot of it. How can we control some of these activities? He talked about morality, you know? And um, you are a psychologist. How can we deal with this? Thank you so much. Um... I, I think I got the area where he was coming from. And just like you said, let me quickly speak to that. There are a lot of substances that people are abusing that they are so artificial that they, by the time you check the, uh, the should I say the content or the toxicity of the substance, it cut, cut across different uh, classes of drug of abuse. And they are so strong that it affects different areas of the central nervous system, I mean the brain itself. So you mentioned gutter now. Some people are even using substance that we've not heard of before. Recently we heard of Umpumiri, is it Umpumiri in the, in the yeah, east of yes. Seoul, uh, which we think is very closely related to crystal meth, if mm. I'm right, yeah. So a lot of substance are being produced and people are abusing it. But the basic thing is the addiction that these substances are getting people hooked on what is addiction that is what we should look into uh how do i know i'm addicted so briefly because of the time addiction one you are constantly or always thinking about this particular substance almost all the time two you have 
you know, gotten to a point where you have loss of control over this uh, particular substance. There's a loss of, of control over it. You can't say, oh, I want to stop today and you are able to stop, but you go back to it. Some people will be like, oh, I've stopped for one month before, but you are back to it. That is it. Three, you know that this substance is having a negative or harmful impact on your well-being, physical, mental, social, spiritual well-being, but you still continue the usage or you still continue, you know, using this particular substances, whatever substance it may be, alcohol, cigarette, marijuana, crystal meds, rochi, every, or any other substance that it may be then the individual may you know be addicted and depending on this mode of use that you know you, you know we're talking about now you can even get different substance mixed with uh brownies cakes food teas you know all, all over the town so depending on the most mode of use and length of use severity of use all those things are also very very important so what can we do now we're talking about management of it First line is what uh, uh, I think Pat Patricia or uh, I mentioned earlier about psychoeducation, letting people know the damage and the extent that uh, of the damage of these substances that we are using, bringing out the statistics to the people to know that this is a major problem. Number two is if you want to look at it, because I like talking about individuals before I go to the government, because I believe that it is my life and I can actually take action on it. If I know that I'm using substance, it may be very, very difficult for me to say I need help because there may be there, there are certain level of addiction that the person will be so, you know, into denial that they may not even know. They will tell you, I know what I'm doing. I will stop and I want to stop. I'm using because you people are stressing my life and so on like that. So it may be the family that may help the person get help. Sure. You understand? But if it gets to a point where if you have a friend that I've mentioned it before, I need help once. If you call the person, okay, let's go and get the help. The person may not follow you. But there's a part of the person that knows that I need help. We have people that are using substance and as they are using, they are crying. As they are using the substance, they are crying because they know that I don't, I don't, I don't like this thing. But the impact and the effect, the physiology and the psychological dependence of this substance that it has, you know, created on their mind and the part of their brain needing this substance, they can't let it go on their own. So they need help. So what are we talking about? How can we get help? One of the ways we can get help from, you know, the government that you mentioned earlier is what the NDLA is sort of doing to control the trafficking, to control the availability, to control the, the spread of this substance. As an individual, there are different uh, various rehab. As an organization, we have more than five centers in this Abuja alone where people are getting help. Go, you know, and by the time they come out, they are even learning different skills, different uh, uh, activity that by the time they are discharged, they already have jobs or that they can uh, activity that they can call a job, you know, that they can go back into. And uh, we also have uh, facilities where you can speak to a, po uh, a professional online. So even though if you know, that, okay, this is the cost of rehabilitation, but I, you know, I, I, I don't have it yet. Okay, pending the time I have the cost to deal with the rehabilitation aspect i can actually start speaking with a professional online so that i can get help the basic line is if you are using substance there's a 65 70 percent likelihood that you are addicted to that particular substance if you've been using a particular substance for more than six months there's a 90 percent likelihood that you're addicted to that particular substance you understand mm. and the best thing for you let go of all deniers People will be like, oh, I'm using substance, I'm still going to work, at least they've not sacked me, I have my children, I have my wife, my, my more parents are not complaining. 
I always tell them to add yet to it. You know, I talked about marijuana earlier that it will be affecting you with, with you not knowing, right? To add yes to it. It's not affecting you yet. You're still able to pay your child's school fees yet. You're still able to act as a wife in the house, you know, because the substance is yet to get to that point where it will render the person useless. You're still able to pay your children and attend to your wife because it has, it has not gotten to that stage. And so before it gets to that stage, what do we do? Okay. You want to say something? Okay, yeah. So I also like to add and refer back to what the caller had said. He had talked about family values. Family has a huge role to play. While I um, admit or I agree that the government has a role to play in terms of managing their laws they could enforce, their legislations they could, the family also has like a major role to play because how well are parents, how well do they pay attention to their children, particularly, you know, the adolescents, the ones who are growing up, are they even aware of the, the symptoms and abuser tends to exhibit when he starts using and even in between that do they know that they could get help like interventions you had also said that oh parents can actually you know get interventions for for the individual, for the individual. Yeah. yes do they are they also aware that it's not something that they need to be shy about that they need to also come out and also even most importantly educate their children this was also like where we it was also evident in our poll we had asked oh, do you have a family member involved in any of the following type of abuse or any family member who abuses drug or substance and we had 16 percent who st said that they have, um, they have a family member who abuses alcohol we had 15 percent who said um, smoking marijuana and then tobacco mm -hmm. as well we had 11 percent who said um the family member abuses prescription drugs, drugs or um taking codeine mm -hmm. so we need to drive that conversation and interestingly i also like to add that even in schools they need to pta meetings even amongst the children they need oh, to encourage yeah. them like it's not a crime to see a psychologist you don't have to have like nothing has to be wrong with you to Before see a psychologist can, sure. it's just an an avenue for you to bear out or just talk have a conversation mm -hmm. and i believe that a session or every session is confidential between Ab you absolutely you and your doctor absolutely. so when we start taking these steps as individuals and as parents i think it would also go a, a long, long way, way towards because we can't always say the government the government the government there's there's a limit right so like i'm saying while they have a huge the government has a huge role to play as a family as well we we have, we we have yes we have even as, as much yes as well. of yes you know, exactly. i agree with you patricia but then when you look at the wider society now is a society because you can't control everybody and that's why you have laws that um you must enact to deal with anyone you know who disobeys the law and in this case NDLA have come out to complain that they don't have much rehab centers which we all know about okay. and um, if you're picking someone who is addicted to drugs right you must have facilities that will help this person to cope and come out of it mm. uh, if you travel out of this country they have good rehab centers. Mm. We've seen some of those musicians. They also have good rehab centers in Abuja as well. In Nigeria How many? Well. Okay, that, they're that, just that, few. That, they're that just building it. one already. NDLA have one, exactly. and they're trying to get another and, one. Uh, but if you look at the percentage we have, ninety-two. The structures we, we have yeah, yeah. cannot contain this. 
I, I get that, but I think um, I'm a proponent of while we are expecting for more, let's appreciate or assess what we already have, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, NDLA as a whole body in Nigeria may not have enough, and they are doing a lot towards uh, getting enough. Before, you know, you said they are building a new one or something, you know, but there are also, there are also other means that we can actually, maybe NDLA can do, partnering with available uh good rehabilitation centers here there was a time i posted our office online but, but then government we've not seen good policies that will encourage people to go into it it requires a lot of funds we don't see them being funded we it, don't see exactly. them being helped you know i said something earlier that i'm a proponent of coming from individual to the government if we want to talk about what government needs to do today you give us another one her to talk about it but i look at it as okay if i'm addicted to substance we have uh, like i said um ndla already partner with uh like primly we are also other partnership with olifran we are partnership with other uh um, mental health facilities in this abuja that people can go to to get help sometimes um it's not government that we even believe me if government open a facility now with the rate of addiction some people may not access that facility mm -hmm. do you understand so it still come from the individual family values like she mentioned family religion family uh culture that some people like you we don't want you to spoil our family, family name. image yeah. your our image you know but this individual is you know going down i tell people that you need to compare mental health issues not just addiction to someone living with cancer or someone having diabetes what will you tell that person will you tell the person don't you know do, 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 do my family name or don't spread my family name no because we if you can't see it some people when they can't see it they don't believe in it and that is one of the problem that affect the stigma and awareness of people when it comes to mental health related issues and addiction addiction is a mental health issue that we need to take serious and just like i said we may not have enough but they are several like we we have a center like i said we have more than five in this state we have in potaco we have in lagos we have in Oka. so all spread even two in lagos it? it's private individuals so if you're saying who is funding it if we have to wait yes government need to but, but provide government, it why i'm hitting why i'm stressing on the funds it takes a lot to handle cases like this i agree with you so if government if we have private institutions who have availed themselves to provide some of the these services why don't we have government come up with policies or bills that will actually enable those people to do more exactly i mentioned something earlier that when i was talking about legalizing marijuana or the individuals or set of individuals that supports legalizing marijuana I think the first thing they should do to consider our healthcare system, right? Mm. How many neuropsychiatric hospitals do we have? That is government facilities. How many state-owned facilities or hospitals do we have that have psychiatric ward or have rehabilitation services? How many states in the country have its own rehabilitation centers? You understand what I'm saying? So all these are for governments to you know put in place so that we can have people getting help when they need the help right but before the government gets this thing done if my mental health is deteriorating i need to actually step out to actually look for ways to get things fixed for my health okay you need to go out and um, get yourself fixed patricia your last word before we leave the studio 
Okay, so this year's um, International Day for Drug and Illicit Trafficking, the theme for this year is addressing drug challenges in health and humanitarian crisis. So we all need to know that the effect of drug abuse is devastating. It has a long-term effect, not just on the individual, but the society as a whole. So we urge all stakeholders to take relevant steps, particularly the government, like you have been having on, <laughs> to help address and cop the menace it's actually, of drug abuse. It's actually very right. When yes. you say I'm hammering, <laughs> government have a role to play. Exactly. Because government is authority. Yes. When the government steps in, definitely people will just things will fall in place yes. and people are lying I agree immediately but as individuals we also know we that also, also drugs have, has it has negative know. side effects so we shouldn't mm -hmm. go around eating brownies and you know, so, you know yeah. so just I always say that um, <laughs> uh, let's all heal together you know we have a program every month in Olive Prime that I said let's all heal together that's just my slogan people that are familiar with me because if the individuals didn't you know seek help and government didn't provide it we have on you know a very toxic environment and who take who, who, who are the people that have been affected by this toxic environment everybody mm -hmm. okay so I, i'll that, find another you. day for you <laughs> so we can have this discussion thank you but, so um, much. i think that's a good way to end it let's heal together thank you thank you ayo you Ajay, for being part of the show today thank and also so patricia thank god you. bless you all stay out of drugs please <laughs>